Memorial Health System provides comprehensive health services that meet the needs of the region we serve. And we are proud to present Memorial Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome. Today we're talking about breast reconstruction and my guest is Dr. Vitas Demasius. He's a board certified plastic surgeon at Memorial Health System. Dr. Demasius, such a pleasure to have you on with us today. Let's talk about breast reconstruction surgery. Tell us a little bit about the different types that are available today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to share my experience of treating patients with breast cancer. I wanted to start this conversation off first assuring your listeners that everybody needs to know that breast reconstruction is insurance-covered procedure. People sometimes have a fear that it is cosmetic. However, the government has passed a law that requires for all of the insurance policies and programs to provide the breast reconstruction care. And more than that, most of the United States states, including Ohio, is requiring that patients get educated about the breast reconstruction options. So coming back to your question about the breast reconstruction, breast reconstruction has evolved significantly from the past where a lot of times patients would have their surgeries completed, get the treatments done, and then would return for reconstruction. Today, the patients get the multidisciplinary approach where they are evaluated by members of the team, be it medical oncologists, radiation oncologists, breast cancer doctors, including the plastic and reconstruction surgeons prior to undergoing any of the procedures. The goal of that approach is so that the patient is informed and able to choose what best fits that patient. That's how the approach to the reconstruction has changed that we are providing all of the options to the patients big picture of the breast reconstruction is that we can reconstruct breast with the implants or we can reconstruct it with a patient's own tissues, which is called autologous reconstruction, or sometimes that people hear is flaps. The way that majority of the people in the United States get reconstructions, it's with the tissue expanders and the implants. Those are silicone or saline implants that we provide to the patients. And there are advantages and disadvantages of the, both of the procedures. We're hearing more and more, and I'm glad you brought up implants, that they could be linked to developing BIA, ALCL, or, you know, that textured implants can be increased risk. Tell us a little bit about the risk of breast implants and links to lymphoma and, you know, what questions we should ask. It is very important questions to ask your providers. So there has been a lot of discussion about using these implants and developing a lymphoma. It is still a debate between the experts if and how we should approach. The most recent reports of FDA did not require to remove the implants from the market. Recommendation was to have evaluation with your provider. If I can uh, provide the information to your patients, is one thing is if you notice any problem with your implants, be it was for cosmetic or reconstructive reasons, you can always uh, reach out to us and we can evaluate. The key aspect of having the lymphoma that we're talking about is that it's particularly linked to one particular type of the implant. There was a company that was manufacturing these devices and was using very specific 
texturing of the devices. So we believe that it is what, what the evidence is showing right now, that it's linked to one type or most commonly one type of the texturing. It does not mean that we should not use the texturing. The texturing was designed to help with a certain types of breast augmentation and reconstruction. And if I can put in a perspective about the breast cancer and lymphoma, every single woman has a risk, the lifetime risk, one in eight women will develop breast cancer. For the lymphoma, it is statistically that was calculated is one in 7,500 between and one in 300,000 cases. So if you take those numbers, it's such a low number of risk of having the lymphoma and with the surveillance and the current early uh, uh, diagnosis and treatments, patients can be treated very easily if they're recognized. And the biggest thing right now is the awareness. And I'm glad that we are talking about it and I can provide the information that patients can seek out the help and evaluation by the providers. I'm so glad that you went through that for us as well. And thank you so much for clearing that up and explaining it so very well. So tell us about working directly with the breast clinic and what would you like listeners to know about the process of this and the navigation because it can be quite confusing. It is a very arduous process from the standpoint of all of the information that is provided to the patients. However, over the years, we have learned that having the integrated programs for the breast cancer care and in cancer in general provides the ideal setup for the patients guiding through the process. A lot of times, I am the last person to meet with the patients when they have gotten all of the treatment options and are very much worried about on what and difficult making the decision. My approach is that I always meet up with the patient and listen to my patients first and uh, try to assure them that we can meet again before they make a decision and reassure them that any decision that they make is the right decision because we as a providers, have also to recognize each individual's the life experience and lifestyle. As I mentioned to you, there are procedures where we offer the, own, the patient's own tissue reconstruction, which is called flaps, or the implants. However, in any case of the reconstruction, we certainly can start with the tissue expanders, which temporarily maintain the breast shape while the patient is gathering all of the information. And that can be done during the same time as the surgical cancer procedures undertaking. There's no much additional time added to the surgery, so it makes the patients much more comfortable that they uh, have not had to make a definitive decision about how they want to reconstruct, which also allows the treatment uh, and care providers who will need to treat for chemotherapies, and radiation to also formulate the plan without sacrificing the cosmesis and the appearance for the patients. As I found over the years of my practice that it is very important for women to have that confidence that once the cancer has been removed, their appearance is not going to be altered. They will not change, that they still will have the breast. And I found it very gratifying to, uh, to hear from the patients that when they wake up and see that they have the breasts with the tissue expanders in place, they are very happy. It makes a very big difference that they don't have to make that final decision of what their reconstruction will be. 
What great information. I can hear the passion in your voice, doctor. And and it gives encouragement and hope, especially for women going through something so difficult. Now, for the women that are more interested in the cosmetic approach or reduction, what's involved in that? And is that something that insurance looks to if it's a reduction and you've got problems, back problems, any of these things? What's the process? How do you get started? Absolutely. That is a great question. It also leans to itself as the breast health approach. There are lots of women who are suffering from very large breasts and have symptoms of the back pain, rashes, uh, shoulder pain, and grooving, limited activities that they can have. Many primary care providers or even the uh, surgeons do not realize that many of these procedures for breast reduction can be covered. Even asymmetries of the breast for the pediatric patients are provided uh, by coverage of the uh, insurances. You need to have a referral and us working together with your primary care providers and insurance companies, we can cover these procedures. If I could tell you and share with you that breast reduction is one of the most gratifying procedures for the patients that we do, you would not believe it. And even the age, I have patients who have been 70, 80. The oldest patient that I had was a 100-year-old woman who had very large breasts, and she finally went for the reduction. She said, I wish I would have done sooner because I never would have had to walk and suffer from all of my back problems and shoulder problems. And patients experience relief immediately after the surgery. Procedures are very well tolerated. Patients recover quite quickly and return to the normal activity within days. Wow. This is such great information and so important for us to understand. And that's really the whole goal of this is for us to understand it as we wrap up, doctor. What would you like us to know about breast reconstruction surgery, the options that are available out there, and what you can do for people at Memorial Health System? Working at the Memorial Hospital, I have realized that significant number of the patients uh, were concerned that the procedures have not been covered by the insurance. And it is not even related when their reconstructions have been done or if they never had reconstruction. I would encourage everybody to seek out the consultation and evaluation so that we can personalize and customize the reconstruction options. There are so many new things that are evolving in breast reconstruction and patients who even never had reconstruction, the insurance uh, plans will all cover for their reconstruction even at a later date. Today, we're talking about the transferring the fatty tissues that we liposuction from the areas and improve the skin and reconstruct in the areas that have not been reconstructed before. We are able to customize the plans of tissue transfers from different locations. Today, women are also saving their nipples and areolas to maintain the full aesthetic appearance of the breast. So the reconstruction has changed tremendously and you I would encourage every single patient who's dealing with a breast cancer or have dealt at any point to meet us in our clinic and we can discuss their options. There's never, it's never too late. It is always possible to find a solution. It is the matter of having the providers who are interested in providing that information. 
Well, it certainly is. And thank you so much, doctor, for coming on and explaining so very well our options that are available when women are going through cancer treatments. It's scary and confusing, and you've cleared up so much of it for us. Thank you so much. That wraps up this episode of Memorial Health Radio with Memorial Health System. You can head on over to our website at mhsystem.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, please share. I'm sure you know women going through this. We all need to learn from the experts at Memorial Health System together about the options that are available. And be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.